0: Welcome to Her Next Play's Power Chat Podcast, hosted by Sarah Wegman and Audra Emerson. At Her Next Play, our mission is to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports.
1: Sports build powerful leadership skills, and female athletes have enormous leadership and career potential. In our Power Chat Podcast, we talk to inspiring women leaders about sports, leadership, and careers.
0: Welcome to the Power Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Audra Emerson, and I am so glad that you are here with us today because we are talking with Megan Gunderson, Vice President of Marketing at Minnesota United FC. Megan is living the dream. Not only is soccer her job, it is her passion. She grew up playing soccer and played midfield for Gustavus Adolphus College, where she graduated with a management degree. And prior to joining the club, she actually led marketing and advertising strategies as an account executive for several top media agencies, including Novus, Fame Retail, and Periscope. Thank you, Megan, for sharing your time and your story with everyone today. Thanks, Audra, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Good. And congratulations are in order. As we talk today, the Minnesota United just secured home field advantage for the first round of playoffs. Yes,
1: yes, it was a very uh, exciting and fun game last night. You know, as as we all know, 2020 has brought a lot of challenges. So it was fun to end the regular season with a big win, three goals over Dallas. Um, And then yes, the second year in a row that will host the first round of playoffs at Allianz Field.
0: So exciting. And I love how the players honored the fans. Yes. odd season. Um, Yeah, it sure is. And so we'll play Colorado in the first round and waiting to hear when that'll be.
1: Yes. So the first round of playoffs starts um, Saturday, November 21st. So we don't know exactly when our our game will be, but... um, everyone should tune in whenever it is. Um, yes. And we'll host Colorado and, uh, hopefully, you know, we'll, we'll, come out with a victory and make it through the first round of playoffs this year.
0: Yes, absolutely. Fingers crossed. We'll definitely be watching for announcements on the, the game schedule. So, and you grew up playing soccer and now you get to be part of, uh, this phenomenal club. Is it the love of the sport that drew you to Minnesota United? uh yeah definitely so i
1: um you know i graduated with you know kind of a general business degree from gustavus um you know and, and graduated and you know i think like a lot of others who graduate and even going into college wasn't exactly sure what i wanted to do um, i figured you know my dad was in business and you know he of course tried to explain to me what that meant but even now it still means so many things so i figured if i got kind of a general degree i'm sure i could find something to do that i liked um and so I, you know, I, I kind of worked at a couple different um, agencies um, in my first number of jobs out of college. So I kind of started with a more of a media type um, role in my first job um, with Novus Media, uh, which I think, you know, looking back, I don't think I realized at the time, but really provided a really good foundation um, into you know what I did after that and I'm doing now, and uh, provided some really good, you know, kind of laying the foundation and some knowledge um, that I still uh, look back to uh, now. Um, and then I moved more into the creative agency world. So I um, worked at a creative agency, Fame Retail. That was kind of my first uh, creative type of role. Um, and then from there moved um, to a more full service agency at Periscope. So they really do, you know, everything from creative to strategy to, you know, TV spots, digital, you know, apps, all of that. Um, and, you know, at kind of at that point of my life and having that you know, those many years in the creative um, agency, you know, world, decided it was, you know, time to make a move. And I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do next. So I was, you know, kind of looking around. And, you know, I obviously knew that um, Minnesota United had moved into the MLS, um, but for some reason, hadn't, you know, fully thought about that, um, but it was just, you know, in my job search. And, um, you know, I was on the Minnesota United website, and I saw this role open in um, I mean, yes, obviously that drew me to it, having the soccer background, but, um, you know, I I came across the role and I read the job description and, and kind of had this moment of, wow, I, I feel like this job description is written for me. Like I know how to do a lot of these things. There's definitely some things on here that will be a challenge, but like, you know, working for a soccer team would just be, yeah, like you said, kind of a dream job, like, Um, the role itself was, you know, exciting and um, seemed like a challenge, but yeah, having the soccer part of it was definitely a cherry on top for me.
0: That's fantastic, and it gave you this incredible opportunity, right, to build the Minnesota United brand and really launch a new stadium. Um, Well done, by the way. Scarves up is brilliant. (laughs) I love that, but tell us about that experience.
1: Yeah, I definitely, um, you know, started at – I guess a fun and interesting time. Um, and so Minnesota United, um, kind of became the new team and brand, um, a couple years before the team officially moved into the MLS. Um, and so I've been with the club about three and a half years. So I started halfway through the first MLS season in 2017. So, um, I definitely wasn't there for, you know, the, the initial beginning, um, parts of, you know, launching the brand, but um, have definitely, you know, been along for the ride um, of growing the team and the brand and, you know, everything over the last three and a half years. And um, it's been super interesting and and really, really fun. Um, I've learned a ton. Um, I mean, I think, you know, not having worked in sports before, there's, you know, a lot of new different things that I hadn't necessarily done before. Uh, but then, you know, really building on some of the experiences that I, I did have and um, got to bring those to this current job. Uh, but, yeah, at Minnesota United, we, you know, we tend to do things a little bit differently. And we're the new team in the market. Um, we're the new, not only the new team, but also, you know, kind of the smallest Uh, Probably team in the market. You know the Vikings and the Twins and the Wolves have been around a really long time, but I think that also gives us a bit of advantage to do things differently and not necessarily fit within the mold. And you know we have a little bit of a a saying around the office: if another team or um, another sport wouldn't do it, then we definitely want to do it because you know we like to stand out and um, you know be impactful. Um, But you know the the marketing and the advertising and you know the fun. Things having to do with soccer, you know, again, have been really fun and uh, and different for me. But I would say the the impacts that we are able to make in the community have really been the um, things that have stuck with me and have made the you know impact on me and myself, but hopefully um, in our community. Um,
0: oh, absolutely, that's felt absolutely. Yeah, you referenced some of those lessons learned. It's one or two of the things that you've learned over the last three and a half years in this role?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um I would say to, you know, reach out to, you know, others that have come before you or have possibly done it. Yeah, like I said, we like to do things differently, but um, you know, leaning on those resources, you know, I would say the other teams in the market have been really helpful to us, um, not only me and my role, but um, to others in our in our company, um, you know, being able to reach out to the Twins and the Vikings and the Wolves and, and see what they've done and how they've done it. And um, especially with that opening a stadium, they've all done that, they've been there. And, um, you know, there's definitely a couple of folks within our club that have done that. But for a lot of us that work, um, in the front office, we've never opened a stadium before, so there's so many things <laughs> that come up and and to do, um, and so I, I think that is a big one. Um, and then not only in the market, but um, the way MLS from a league perspective kind of sets us up is to use each other also as resources and teammates. And of course, yes, on the field we're competitors, but from the front office perspective, you know we're peers, so we also we get to do that and reach out to the other clubs to see, you know, have you done this? How did you do this? Um, And so it's been really, really nice to have like that camaraderie uh, from a front office perspective.
0: Yeah, that would be huge. So you've also been leading your team through COVID, arguably one of the biggest challenges a sports club can face, I think. How have you, your team, and the organization handled these challenges this season?
1: Yeah, um, 2020 has uh, thrown a lot of curveballs at us, and um, I mean, at a high level, everything is different. You know, we we went, we our season started in March, so we had two games on the road, and we were really gearing up for our home opener uh, mid-March, our first game um it was a sunday and we you know went into the office on thursday and we were told you know what the league <laughs> is postponing and um starting tomorrow you're going to work from home and you know when i think when that happened we all thought okay this will be a couple weeks you know no big deal you know take a couple things home from the office um and here we are and it's november and we're still doing the same thing so um i think at the beginning there was definitely an adjustment um you know our front office didn't work from home a lot. So that was an adjustment, Um, but then just a shift in priorities um, and, and focus from us, you know, the league is postponed and and the games are on hold. So, you know, what kind of content do we do? How do we stay engaged with our fans? And, you know, definitely at the beginning in this March, April, May timeframe, there was really a focus on, you know, Staying home, staying safe, like providing COVID resources, but then also creating engaging content with our players who were home. You know, they're also stuck at home, kind of doing the same thing that we were. And um, you know, how do how are they staying fit? How are they staying connected? Um, so kind of similar things that as you know, business people were going through. They were you know going through the same thing, but um, you know, just trying to stay busy and engaged. Um, and then you know, a lot of things as the games you know, did come back to Allianz Field. um, But we obviously didn't have fans. And, you know, a lot of the things that our club does and and my role specifically was having fans in the building and engaging with people in person and having events. And so how do we really shift that to digital and broadcast? Um, Yeah, and how how do we, yes, engage with people over television and through, you know, through these digital channels. Um, And so yeah I guess that is kind of the business perspective, but then more of the personal perspective is yeah it was a it was a shift and a change for all of us and um you know everyone kind of dealt with that differently and went through you know different stages at different times of um of the adjustment period and I think it affected everyone differently um so just trying to stay positive and and um you know checking in with my team you know individually as a whole team, you know just kind of making sure everyone was. Um, kind of, you know, doing what they needed to, but, you know, taking the time if they did, because it it, it was and still is really stressful. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, everyone is human and, and deals with these things differently. And so, you know, just tried to be a leader in that way, just, you know, giving people in my team the grace that, you know, they needed and deserved and um, kind of taking it day by day.
0: Yeah. And that was exactly what I was starting to think as a leader of a team, that's tremendously difficult to meet people where they're at, to allow them that opportunity to deal personally and professionally, you know, with the challenges, but still keep people together, motivated, and, mm-hmm. um, and try to help them stay positive. So kudos to you for tackling that.
1: Well, yes. Thank you. Hopefully we did a good job. Um, and we're still working on it, you know, and it's still an adjustment of, again, I think I said, you know, when we came home, we didn't think it was going to be long-term and now, you know, I think we're going to be doing this virtually for a while. Um, and so how do we, you know, continue to stay engaged, you know, in our roles and our jobs, um, and energetic about them and creative. And, um, you know, I know, I know I'm, I, and our club isn't the only one struggling with that.
0: Right. No, you're right. And it's everywhere. And if there's anything, right, that maybe it's shown us is we do think, oh, well, you know, that's sports or, oh, that's, you know, marketing company or, oh, that's, you know, a retail company. No, every single industry is touched by this, every single professional, regardless of your career path, everyone's dealing with the same thing. So Mm -hmm. taking these lessons from each other, I think, is super helpful. Yes. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about was a little bit of marketing versus advertising, because in my work with students, what I've found is that they often don't understand that difference. And they also, I don't think necessarily appreciate the difference between a corporate role and an agency role. So can you sort of describe the differences for our listeners?
1: Yeah, sure. And I mean, I get that. I think I was in that place, um, you know, coming out of college and probably in, you know, my first role was, what is the difference? And it is confusing. So yeah, I, I hear them. Uh, and it probably extra confusing because they are super related. And, you know, advertising is a component of marketing. And, and that's probably why it's a bit confusing. Um, but, you know, advertising is really like that process and the, that creation of um, a piece of the marketing puzzle. So, you know, the creation of a TV spot. Um, and then that is like the placement of the TV, you know, commercial. Um, and then marketing is really that holistic picture of the planning and the strategy, um, and really bringing like those buyers and sellers together. So yeah, at a high level, you know, advertising is the one component of marketing and marketing is kind of that overall bigger, broader, uh, picture.
0: That's a great distinction. How does that then sort of show up in differences when you're in a corporate organization and marketing team versus
1: an agent? Um, I would say, um, so I, in my role, right, I, I guess we're, we're technically corporate, but I don't feel like Minnesota United is too corporate um, And it is my, I would say, my real first corporate role. Um, and now I'm on, kind of on the other side. So I, yes, I'm the, you know, the lead of the marketing team and we work with agencies. And so um, the agency is really, you um, like the, the creative arm. So we'll go to them and say, okay, you know, we're looking for a creative campaign. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, scarves up or, um, you know, this year it's welcome to Luna And so we'll give them, you know, our goals and, you know, that the challenges that we're having internally and in the market, um, and the type of, you know, people we, we want to, you know, reach, or, you know, we just want to grow the brand or we want to reach, you know, X number of, you know, new social followers, or, you know, kind of give them those parameters. Um, and then they, you know, will really concept and come back with a, a creative um, a concept or execution, um, helping us, you know, execute on all of those those goals and strategies that we are trying to do. Um, and so we'll work with them super closely during that process. Um, however, at the same time, we do have a lot of, you know, um, creative types within Minnesota United um, at the same time. So uh, I guess it's a bit confusing, you know, depending how you look at it. But um yeah, and then, you know, from Minnesota United perspective, then we'll execute on on that creative campaign or, um, you know, whatever it may be um, throughout the season. And so there's, you know, thousands of touch points probably throughout the season that we do with those campaigns and that creative um, throughout the season, whether it's digital or social or you know, through TV or in stadium. Um, And so we, then we, you know, we're responsible for really bringing that to life and and bringing that to our fans.
0: That's great. No, I think it's a perfect distinction and a great way to describe it. You talked about the creative and you were an account executive. I think there's also a little bit of confusion. I hear young people say, I'm going to go into marketing, but they don't necessarily distinguish. So talk a little bit about, you know, what an account executive does mm-hmm. and how that differs from, you know, creative from copywriting from, you know, some of the other types of roles.
1: Yeah. So um, the, yeah, like you mentioned that kind of the account or the account executive roles I, I held at um, agencies previously is really um, that go between the client and, um, and the creative team. Um, and so in those account roles I held at the agencies, um, you know, our client would come to us kind of like as, a, as, a, I was just describing as kind of myself now, which is as a little a bit funny, um, and say, you know, here's our goals, here's what we want to do. Again, here's the people we want to meet, and then as that account person, you you know, you take that in, you digest that, you put together, you know, a brief, and then you go internally to your creative team and say, okay, you know, here's what the client wants to do, you know, here's what they're looking here, you know, based on their media spend, you know, they're looking to do TV and radio and digital. Um, and then the creative, so as you kind of mentioned, the copywriters, the art directors, the designers, you know, it's then their, their job to, you know, come up and concept those ideas and then bring them to life. Um, and so, you know, kind of at the beginning of that, that process, they'll put together a couple ideas and then, you know, you'll present that to the client, hoping you hit the mark the first time. Um, and then once you get that approval, then it's, you know, really putting that into you know. Implementation. So then you'll, you know, revise it and tweak it. You know, so it fits with a print ad or a TV commercial or you know digital banners. Um, And so there's definitely those. You know, roles are are super separate, uh, but also like are on the same team and work together. Um, And then again, you know, it depends on the the type of agency that you're working at. You know, what types of clients you have and and what types of creatives you have and and You know, what are the expertise of the agency? And so, you know, like I I mentioned, Periscope was full service. So we really did everything. And then there's definitely, you know, some more niche agencies in town that focus on, you know, digital or, um, you know, PR and strategy and those kinds of things.
0: Yep, absolutely. So if someone's considering becoming an account executive, what skills, qualities, education should they have? Um, I mean, I had a business
1: degree. I don't think you necessarily need that. Um, I'm sure it's helpful to have some sort of, you know, advertising or communication background, but even just my general business management degree, um, I think, you know, worked really well for that, but, um, you know, it's, it's similar to other roles, you know, being able to like, be a really great communicator, especially kind of in that go between role as that account person, you know, you need to be able to clearly communicate with your client, um, you know, what. You as the agency think is the best way to go about things and the best recommendations, um, but also n- need to you know clearly understand what they're saying and and then again in turn you know communicate that to the creative team. So once they are concepting and putting together creative, again you are nailing that that on the head for the client. And there's you know not that back and forth. Um, you know working well with others, being able to work in in different environments and with different people. I would say you know in that, in that account role, you work with some different, difficult personalities, whether it be internally or externally. And again, I think that probably is the same with a lot of, um, jobs out there. Um, but you know, you, you're okay with a challenge. You want to learn from those challenges.
0: I'm hearing a lot of things learned through sport, the teamwork, the ability to communicate, um, you know, the ability to Sort of handle a wide variety of different, you know, personalities and still work well together. So many different things, but maybe sports prepared you.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think so, and I hope so. I was thinking about that before we did this, and um, though I haven't been a, you know, competitive athlete necessarily for the last number of years, um, you know, it's definitely in my bones and it's an innate um, thing within me. And I obviously was a, a competitor you know, I think I started playing soccer when I was three or something and I, I you know, played it through college and, and definitely played like, you know, co-ed and, and some women's leagues after I graduated. Um, but it's almost hard at this point to separate the athlete, you know, in me or, you know, or those skills because I feel like it's almost who I am or who I've become. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that um, those lessons learned and, and those, um, those things you just gain from sport, you know, it being a part of your life forever. Um, you don't necessarily realize um, what you have learned, and you know, I just, I think back to you know, in college, you know, just like the time management and the and the multitasking, and you know, just trying to be an athlete and a student at the same time. Um, but even you know being younger, you know, not making the team or, you know, definitely like not always winning or getting the playing time you, you want, or you think you deserve. And, um, just thinking back on those, um, times now and you know, things are, are, are tough and rough. Um, but, you know, I made it through, you know, whatever those obstacles and challenges were then, and, and I can continue to do that. Um, and yeah, I, like you said, I just, I think that those, things I learned being an athlete um, are just kind of part of who I am now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is, you know, what we are always uh, stressing and talking about and what we're sort of founded on, right? It helps you build these life and leadership skills Mm -hmm. um, and your athletic experiences are fostering some of these are innate, some of them are learned, but you take those with you and they don't leave you. They right. become part of who you are and part of what makes you great and a great leader. When it comes to sort of your leadership style or your approach, how would you describe your style? Um,
1: There's I know one that,
0: way to be a leader. Right? Yeah, yeah, I know,
1: I know. And that's actually just you know, something a topic in general that I've been You know, listening to podcasts on and webinars and reading books um, throughout this whole COVID and quarantine thing. Um, But I I think, you know, I'm kind of the same person in in work that I am outside of work, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But I feel like at that, at least because of that, I am being you know honest with my team um, and real with them. Um, I hope that I'm you know straightforward with them, Um, but. You know kind of think like i mentioned earlier at the end of the day we're all human right and so i don't always know what is going on outside of work you know for people on my team if you know they're having a bad day if that's because of something that's going on that they're not sharing with me and that of course is completely fine um but that is why you know i i like to be open and honest and, and straightforward with them because if there is something happening you know that's okay and again at the end of the day we're all human and we have lives outside of work and those are more important than our work you know Um, and, you know, I, yes, as a leader, I still make mistakes and I still screw up. Um, but I think, you know, something that I've, I've seen and I've learned is, um, that's okay, but you know, you just need to, uh, take ownership for that and, you know, and learn from it and move on. And that's fine. And I expect the same from my team. I know, again, they're human and they're going to make mistakes and it's no big deal, but you know, if we learn from it and we don't do it again, um, that's, you know, super important. And. You know, I also like to give my team credit because you know they're the ones doing all the work and all the hard stuff. Um, and so I'm just there to support them and um, help them, you know, learn and grow as much as possible. Great.
0: And I'm sure they really appreciate that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So are you ready for the rapid fire question portion of our episode?
1: I sure am. It sounds like I got through all the hard stuff. So this uh this should be fun.
0: <laughs> so if you could put together a soccer team of current or former players, who would be playing with you? Well, I think
1: I have to go for, you know, some of the famous women's national team gals, you know, back, you know, my two back in the day that really, you know, got me hooked were, you know, Mia Hamm and Brandy Chastain. But, you know, some of the current, you know, Megan Rapino and Alex Morgan and, um, you know, I think it would be fun to pull some girls that I played with growing up, you know, Woodbury soccer and Hill soccer and, and Gustavus and, you know, two of the girls I played with at Gustavus are, you know, still two of my best friends. So if I could hang out with those gals all day, I'd be happy.
0: I love it. What a great team. I think uh, you brought up something that I'm struck by because yes, Amia Ham, that was, you know, the soccer player for, you know, me growing up. And I love that my daughters now have so many women that they have as role models, because I had one.
1: Right. Isn't that crazy to think
0: about? So who is your favorite female athlete?
1: Um, I think right now um, it's Megan Rapinoe.
0: Are you a sweet or salty kind of gal?
1: Uh, Definitely salty.
0: Okay. What's your favorite?
1: I love chips. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Any kind of chips.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> What's the last show you binge watched, especially through this COVID period? Oh
1: Yeah. Um, Yellowstone.
0: Mm, I want to see that one. Yes. I recommend it. So is that Hulu, Netflix, Apple TV? Do you have a favorite?
1: Um, Probably Netflix. Okay. We don't have Apple TV, though. I really want it. Um, but yeah, I'd say we watch most of our shows on Netflix.
0: All right. Uh, do you prefer Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook?
1: Um, probably in my personal life, Instagram, um, and then, you know, Twitter for work and all other news things now, it seems.
0: (laughs) Right. What's your favorite podcast? You mentioned you were doing a lot of podcasts on leadership.
1: Yes. Um, my favorite podcast is not on leadership. It's, um, this American life. I, I just enjoy it because, you know, sometimes it's, it's relevant with what's going on in the world and then other times it's completely random, obscure topics, which is also a nice, you know, change and get your mind off of what's going on in the world.
0: What's the last book that you read?
1: Um, I just recently started, um, the JK Rowling murder mystery series. Um, I'm a big fiction reader. Um, and so I think there's four or five books I'm waiting for the fourth book. Um, and yeah, again, it's a, it's a nice escape from reality. Great.
0: And curious what your first music concert ever was.
1: Well, this is um, a funny story, but I went to New Kids on the Block when I was probably too young to be at a New Kids on the Block concert. My cousins were in town and took my brother and sister and I, um, I think my cousin was probably 17 and my sister and I were four and three. And we probably shouldn't have been at a New Kids on the Block concert, but I do have one memory. I was pretty young, but I do remember it. Uh, So, you know, that set me up for boy bands for life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That'll make (laughs) you a fan. (laughs) Megan, this is just so, so fun. I always love talking to you, but I really do appreciate just you sharing your story with young women everywhere that are Walking in your shoes um, and trying to navigate that transition from their college to their career and figure out what that means for them as they navigate those early years. So, this insight is so helpful. And thank you for spending the time with us and sharing your story.
1: Yeah, it was my pleasure. And uh, I love what you and and your group do with her next play. I think it's such important work, and uh, we'll definitely continue to. Follow along and support wherever
0: I can. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Her Next Play Power Chat Podcast. We hope you've been inspired to become part of our community and join us in our mission to develop the next generation of women leaders through sports. You can help support us by heading to our website at www.hernextplay.org to join our Booster Club as a donor or a volunteer. And follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Her Next Play to learn more about our programs and upcoming events. We'll be back soon for the next Power Chat.